Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining the phone, I got Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. Good evening to you. We also have Todd Young. Hi, Todd Young. I'm here. Good evening to everybody. Good evening to yourself. And this podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. You can find us at fatazmusky.com. That is the website. You can find more about us that's a little bit more current on our social media, which is Instagram and Facebook. And let's see here. I have... I've recently gained the remaining inventory of some show color raptors. It is one color, three kings. If anyone's interested, uh, reach out to us on our outlets of social media, or you can find contacts on our website. But beyond that, if you're looking for baits other than three kings, check out Team Rhino Outdoors or Musky Tackle online. If you're more of a brick-and-mortar kind of person and you're in our area, Hogan's Hut also has a selection of baits. And, Todd, anything happen down at O'Donnell's? You know, I, the last – I stopped him two times. He wasn't there. Someone else was running it. And uh, they were, like, had the uh, table set up at the door where you could go up and ask them. They weren't letting people in the store at the time. Okay. Uh, you know, he's got some health problems. So I haven't got, <laughs> I haven't got to drop the baits off yet. Put it that way. Okay. But, uh, so don't look for him at O'Donnell's is more or less yeah. what we're oh, he's saying. He's got some. He's got some. I got a picture. He still has a few left over from last year. I got a picture of someone that – I because he sent me a picture. Look look what I picked up at O'Donnell's, Lemonhead. I said, you mean – how did you get in the store? And he's like, don't tell anyone, you know. I I, I know them pretty well. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. He wore a face yeah, mask. Inside. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they might be letting people in. That was around trout season both times, and they were real busy. And, uh, you know, he is, he's is he been dealing with cancer for years. And, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, he's doing well. You wouldn't know by looking at him, but he's, he's had a lot of problems. So he, he, he I think they're sort of avoiding as much as they could. So you're sort of placing an order at the door. And I bought my spring turkey tag, my extra tag, you know, and they went up, printed it, gave it back to me. But, uh, Extremely Hopefully convenient. They open. They got they got a lot of stuff in there, so I'm sure they're they got to let people in eventually. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. I haven't been up in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. And if you're set looking to set up a boat, a lot of people recently have reached out and, and uh, pretty much used the verbiage that I'm saying. You know, hit me up. I'll give an opinion, and you know, we'll work through. You know, a boat setup for you, and uh, you know. I'm not afraid to uh, recommend another product if I feel that it's going to best suit your needs. And I don't know. That's all I got. How's Muddy Creek doing? Muddy Creek's doing really good. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Check out the website. A lot of good information on there to answer a lot of your questions that, uh, you know, tons of pictures, tons of stuff to look at. You'll see what we do up here at Chautauqua Lake starting a lot better news than last week. You know, I did have some people that listened to the podcast that I reached out to that had some of the first couple of weeks of the season, and they were like, yeah, we were going to get a hold of you. You didn't sound real good. Well, they had shut us down as of last week <laughs> till the 13th, but that's all changed. Stockwell County is open. We're going to be ready to go. Uh, you got to give us some time. I, you know, I've got some – I've, I've talked to maybe four or five people month of June that, you know, aren't coming. They're not comfortable traveling, so I get open dates popping up, but I got a list of people that wanted to fill them, so – it, it, it's going to be a crazy year to try to schedule. There's going to be some openings. You know, some people just aren't answering their phone. Uh, 
but you know, it, and that's going to happen. You know, there's people not even thinking that they booked that trip and they're a little afraid of going to New York, but I can say this Chautauqua County is one of the safest counties there is right now. <laughs> they have had two COVID deaths. So in the whole, since this whole thing started at the hospital there. So it, it's not a big issue. That's how they got broken away from the Western. So we are going to be ready to go. We have everything. We're going to have everything in place. I'm going to have stuff to put people uh, face masks. If you don't have one, if, if you want to wear one, wear one. There are, you know, when I was up there the last time, they're really stuck on the, uh, you know, they weren't open yet. So they were really doing the social distancing, like at my campground and everybody in New York was wearing those things, but it might be a little different now because they went to that yellow. So we'll see, but we're going to have face masks available. We're going to have hand sanitizers. I'm going to be wiping down the boat, wipe downs for the handles and taking care of that rubber gloves. If you want to wear them, that's something they suggested we have on board. None of of this is law, no matter what anybody says. (laughs) So we, you know, if you absolutely aren't going to wear one, that's fine. I'll be wearing my neck gaiter, (laughs) but uh, I'm not going to wear the, the the crazy mass but we're going to do everything we can to keep everybody safe that's the biggest thing and we're going to be ready to go come opening day so looking forward to it it's nine days away ten, nine ten days yeah so it's coming we'll be it's ready give us a call yeah exciting uh if you do come out and fish with us you'll be fishing out of ranger boats shout out to them for sponsoring the show um shout out to vic sports center for sponsoring the show um, check them out for service. Check them out for boat binds, Tritons, Starcraft, Star Welds, Ranger boats. Um, good people in the industry. Synchro rods. Best on earth. We use them. Abuse them. Uh, looking forward to getting those dunked into that Chautauqua Lake glacial water. Uh, coming up here in nine days. Is it really glacial water? Well, it's a glacial lake. Yeah. Formed with the Finger Lakes. Oh, I see. I see what you're meaning on that. I'm like, hmm, I don't know where there's any glacier feeding that. Okay. I follow (laughs) it. Yes. Glacier Cut Lake. We're going to be fishing out of St. Croix rods. I finally got a hold of them. They're back open. You know, I I tried to get a hold of them. I I usually place my order right after the show, the Muskie Max, because that's when I hand off a couple of rods I sell for the season. I came back and I wasn't getting a hold of anybody. Wisconsin did an open up there and uh you know I got a, I just got a hold of them the other day and they're like yeah there's not much going on here we're, we you know we're missing a lot of rods but we got a batch of trolling rods coming in I did order one casting rod is back ordered I'll try to get that other other later on but yeah I was trying to get we're, we're, we're going to get our you know a couple for Vance a couple for me got some new St. Croix trolling rods coming in which I need because I was down to using some really old rods or get or i had them on, i have them on the reels getting ready to use because <laughs> i sold a bunch of them but anyhow thanks to st croix rods glad they're open and back to making the best rods on earth Hmm. and all right we did st croix rods we did ranger we did vix we didn't do musky zinc we didn't what about muskie zinc? I know our local chapter. We had Joel on last week. I've got, I've got some great feedback from that. People really enjoyed that show. Joel's a great guy, fun guy to talk to. He did a great job uh, talking on our podcast. We appreciate him coming on. Our club had a tournament this weekend, so they were able to hold that, pull that off. 
you know, doing the social distancing at the beginning. I know I didn't fish it. I believe Vance did, but he was saying that, that you know, sign-ups and stuff, that's what the guys were doing. But other than that, it went off off pretty cool. I'm Hopefully, uh, you know, the clubs are going to be able to do this stuff. That's the fun stuff. That's that When I was really involved, that was the most fun I had, doing the tournaments and, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, and the meetings and stuff are not for everybody you know some people live close enough you can attend them but monthly meetings most of the chapters have you get a magazine so much good stuff happened with muskies inc you know there's no doubt you know that we've had we've had uh, jared from pennsylvania fish commission on numerous times here and uh you know from from everybody's feedback those that stocking and the program that they're doing that uh, you know not that our club started it but we had a lot to help in them and we feed those fish and they're keeping them over to getting them bigger and it's making a gigantic difference in some of the fisheries that they're putting these fish in in Pennsylvania. There's no doubt about it. You know, the results speak for themselves. Joel brought some we talked about a little bit last time. So, you know, Muskie Think has a definitely a helping hand in it. I don't know if they could do everything without the help of, you know, the fisheries. They don't have endless amounts of money, you know, to do that. So what, what the clubs do can really help if you get involved in your local fisheries. Sometimes it's hard to get them to take the advice or get involved, but once you can break in and start working with them, you know, I know our guys greatly appreciate it here in Pennsylvania. So lots of stuff can be done through Muskie's Inc. You know, it's a national organization, lots of clubs out there. Check out your local chapter and get in, in as involved as you want, or, you know, go do some tournaments. And if that's all you want to do. That's fine too, you know, but uh, lots to be gained by being a Muskie Inc. member for the Muskie fishing in general. I like it. Well, I don't think we did. We miss any. It's been it's been a crazy week because it went oh, from yeah. snow to like to me like mid July overnight, and <laughs> I'm just like I'm rushing around trying to do outside stuff. I'm like, oh geez, we got to record tonight, and then it's rushing the kids off to bed and. Mm-hmm. I'm all uh, twisted around. We got the. Uh, I didn't Me realize too. I was bug. I was bugging you last night about Andy. What, what's going on? We're we doing the podcast or what? And I'm like, I'm I'm tired. I got up. I went turkey hunting four o'clock in the morning. And and you're like, no, it's tomorrow. I was like, oh, that's good. Tomorrow. He's like, God, you go to bed. It's Wednesday. I was like, by golly, it is Wednesday. That's almost the exact conversation because it was <laughs> yeah. nearing nine o'clock. We're just texting. Yeah, nearing texting, nine o'clock, like, and he's like, "Are we podcasting?" And I'm like, "I'm sitting in the garage waiting and falling asleep. Like I don't even want to do this tonight." When you said tomorrow, I was like, "Oh, great!" Yeah, and then I and was, then I'm I like, was, "Wait, I think you think it's the wrong day." <laughs> yeah, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good. the days run together anymore. But yeah, yeah. um, speaking of that Muskie's Inc. tournament, Vance, mm-hmm. do you want to you want to talk a little bit about like? what you saw, how was it different than other ones? Give us an overview on how you did and, you know, just yeah, recap uh, it. Surely. Um, so I don't necessarily do the tournaments all the time, but my good friend Dave um, really enjoys doing them. Uh, he had you ever, had do- you ever done one Vance, a musking tournament? Uh, I did. Yeah, I've done them before. I did okay, them with, I just my, with my uncle know. with my uncle before. Um, okay, I just didn't know. I mean, you, I just didn't know exactly. if you ever did one. Yeah, I thought you did a couple on Chautauqua. No, oh, we did the invitational and stuff, and just like private tournaments with people yeah. who were actually we on stuff us. like that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I, we, you know, it was it was cool. We we showed up. 
uh, in the morning. Dave was excited to go. I was excited, you know, it's tournament stuff. Uh, I had just fished there the day, uh, a couple days prior and we were catching big fish. Um, so, you know, it's a musky tournament. You got high hopes. It's like when Todd and I go down to cave run and we catch a couple fish and people are like, Oh God, we're screwed. Mm. And then we go out and we don't catch anything yeah. in the tournament. hours. <laughs> um, but stuff like that happens all the time. So we pulled up and I just want to say that the, the members uh, that were running it, it, I greatly respect what they were doing. They were doing something that was fun for the people and they were, they were hosting it. I mean, how do you pull that off mm. in this, in the situation uh, that was, that was going on, you know, and, and, and they got it done. They got it passed. They made sure everybody was making a mask or wearing a mask, made sure that people were distant in line. Um, and there were uh, officers there uh, checking stuff out too, you know. So a uh, lot of pressure going into that. Uh, obviously, Joel um, delegates that work. I forget the gentleman's name, maybe Tim. Uh, I've, I met him, you know, 100 times at the shows, but um, Tim and his wife were essentially doing the handouts, um, explaining the rules, um, and, uh, things of that nature to, uh, to the participants. And, um, you know, we, uh, I thought that was really, really professional. I had, what I did was park, you know, imagine a boat ramp X, whatever it is, um, there's a daisy chain of boats there. There's a sign in. Um, what I did was I had my buddy Dave go up and sign us in while I got the boat ready at a, at a distance. You know, there's no no need for both of us to be in line. But there were some people there that wanted to say hello, so I went up uh, within a comfortable range and uh, was talking to him and stuff and. Uh, I saw that there was some pushback on wearing the masks. Um, and, you know, it, I got to be honest, I didn't have a mask on me. I just had my, I had a, a, a rag over my face when I went out and talked to people. But you dipped it um, in chloroform? No. <laughs> no. Stable. 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 Yeah. It's a spilled little. Yeah. But there was some initial pushback with it. And, um, you know, that, that kind of sucked because, first of all, I, I mean, nobody wants to wear a mask right now. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, when I'm outside, I don't, I don't wear a mask uh, at all. Uh, if I go to the grocery store and it's ma- if, they're, if the grocery store is making me do it, I do it right now. Um, but generally, I just have something, you know, like a little... Uh, overthrow that looks like I'm ready to rob a place. Um, I get it. I understand. I understand yeah. it. You know, just make but, sure you open carry, and then you'll get a lot yeah. of social distancing. <laughs> well, but the the thing that kind of I, I wish every situation is different, and by not wearing a mask, you're not leading. You know, you're not leading. This this called class like you're not standing up for anything it's just like mm-hmm. hell yeah, yeah this my freedom hell no i ain't wearing a mask 
There's mm-hmm. 25 mm-hmm. freaking people there signing up. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't the place to have a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're there for the tournament and you're dumbass. It's not wearing a mask. If you get a picture taken of you, you, you know, they might just be like, Hey, Muskie's Inc. 16. No more, uh, things for you this year, yeah. you know, you can do tournaments. Yeah. No more mm-hmm. tournaments anymore. But so mm-hmm. there was, there was some, you know, mm-hmm. uh, true, true legends in line, um, that were ready to, uh, take the socialism on by storm, uh, one musky tournament at a time. But, you know, <laughs> that's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, whatever. So if it, if it involves musky fishing, I think that you should follow the rules. Like, Hey, we have this tournament. This is the only one that's happened this year so far. Please don't be an asshole and just mm-hmm. follow directions so that we can have more of these. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. there was just some pushback with it and, and mm-hmm. it was, which was silly. Um, and, uh, then yeah, I mean, this is what you're saying, man, there's a time in it. There's a time and a place, and uh, you know, people are. <laughs> I'm not, you know, you. I don't care if you think it's a conspiracy or not, but I've heard guys say, "I'm not, you know, if I go to the store and and you got to wear a mask, I just leave." Well, guess what? I've been doing the grocery shopping here, and if you do that, you're not going to get any groceries. Yep. Because not only is Giant Eagle doing it, Save a Lot's doing it, and this place, you know, they're all beside. There's people watching. Like, please, you have to wear a mask to come in the building. Yeah. Uh, you go to Lowe's Home Depot, there's a guy standing there. They're, they just don't let you in. I mean, I don't know if you broke in, the, you know, if you just walked in, what they're going to do. But, you know, why would you do that to these poor workers? You know, they got some security guard saying, hey, please put a mask on, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, where are you going to go? You can't go shopping if you do that. So you need groceries. Yeah. And I think their their wives must be doing it because. But time and place. Yeah. Yeah. Time, time, and place. time and place. This yeah. is This is the place where. I thought that, you know, just be on your P's and Q's and, and listen to these guys that are take, trying you know, to do being this, yeah. selfless, unpaid hours uh, to put mm-hmm. this on for people. Like, get, come on. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, there was, there was some of those, pe- there was a, there was a handful of that going on. So we just, um, we bounced and uh, went, went off fishing and mm-hmm. uh, we had, we, uh, we started the day out trolling in uh in areas that were um that where I was getting fish and stuff and uh just trying to follow that that routine of what what had uh seemed to be working in uh, in the past days so uh, that's what we did and we um it was really nice it was it was actually when it when it started it was very foggy um extremely foggy uh and i'm thinking because everybody's running 20 that's right yeah with cars starting in the morning on on pine or yeah. not the not the ship yeah that <laughs> everybody's running tw- yeah. two strokes and stuff so when those and you can't uh, see anything and guys are doing yeah. you know 60 miles an hour that's scary <laughs> How yeah, long that's... was the tournament? I didn't see. Did they do like a real long one, like normal? I heard. heard they did. Yeah, they did like did they? Uh, seven or probably like nineteen hours of fishing total. And oh, uh, so you had a real long day Saturday. Saturday, eight Sunday, to eight or something. Yeah, two days. Yeah. But you you had like an eight to eight Saturday. Eight to eight. Something, yeah, eight, something like that. Yeah. Like yeah, it was. It, 
it was long. It was long. Um, but uh, the fog lifted at the early nights as I was fishing uh, in an area. Nobody was around, which was great. And uh, I felt very confident about that and just, you know, comfortable. And then it just didn't even feel like a tournament. It just felt like another day fishing. Um, and we had caught some fish. And, um, but they were, there were some subs in there and, uh, you know, low thirties and, and things of that nature, uh, on that first day. So we were, um, you know, we figured that probably wasn't enough to, uh, to, uh, to be where we wanted to be, you know, uh, after that, after that first day. Um, but it was a did you fish the whole thing? Did you do eight to eight? Yeah, we did eight to eight. Did you really? Oh my god! Like I said, like I said, Dave really enjoys this mm. stuff. I I was ready to be done. Yeah. Um. But you know, we that was that was essentially the first day, and our second day was was uh was a repeat of that. You know, uh, we had fish that were were legal, but we figured they were uh you know, too small to be, you know, anything. And I really didn't feel like seeing anybody at the, you know, going through, uh, you know, Johnny tough guy with, the about the masks at the, um, at the boat ramp. So we just didn't even go, you know, for social distancing reasons and one less, uh, group of fishermen that they would have to worry about after what they dealt with at the, uh, at the beginning at the signups. So we just bounced. That, that was how many talk. guys, how many guys participated? I think 75. Oh, wow. That's a lot for that tournament. Yeah. Yeah. 75, um, 43 fish were registered. We didn't register any of our fish cause we didn't go, uh, obviously. So there was more than that caught. Um, but, um, like I said, we we figured it wasn't going to be enough to, to register those thirties, so we just we just bounced. It. I had a good time, you know, any time in the water like that. Um, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Excellent. Who's whose boat did you guys take? Uh, we actually had to take uh, my boat because um, Dave's was in for service. Okay, Dave's was in for service. So, how did your boat run? Kind of like a preliminary thing for the it's running great. Guide, guide season. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 running great. I was curious to see what was going to be going on the autopilot, all that stuff. Uh, but it it's running great. You know, turnkeys, everything started. Electronics turned on. The trolling motor works. Uh, of course, this is all. Uh, to be determined, but um, <laughs> I would right I got, now, right I now, I got mine hooked up. I was thinking, I thought about that today when I was looking at my autopilot. Do you have the same autopilot that we had in, well, the boat that I got two years ago? Do you have that same one or did you have to get a different one with that motor yeah, you have? Same exact one. Oh, so they were able to, so that's just regular hydraulic steering on your boat, not that electronic hydraulic. Mm-mm. No. Okay. No, so you have yeah. the same one. I just same exact one. Yeah. Same exact thing, and um, originally that's why you ended up with the Yamahas because they didn't have that available on a Mercury that was exactly you couldn't go above the one hundred and fifty. No, for the for the for hooking into the thing, 
with the with the with the with the unit that we the uh, autopods we're using, you had to have just hydraulic steering, and the the motor that I have, the one fifty four stroke. Mm-hmm. Anything Good bigger day. Yamaha or anything bigger Honda or yeah Mercury coming up with that. Anything bigger Mercury had it was electronic hydraulic, and it, that unit didn't fit. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a unit, but it costs like three times as much. Well, they actually, they actually did not want, um, they actually did not want any type of autopilot put on the Verratus steering systems, because of that, that, uh, amperage draw that was between each turn. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's why I couldn't, that's why I switched it to Yamaha's because it was just regular steering at that point. That was what a two. 225 right Two, 225 yeah 225, our, but it had the, it had the regular just hydraulic steering and you were able to put that unit on that mercury just mm-hmm. didn't have one but that so your pro xs there was no problem no problem same steering i believe it's we got c stars they're called or something mm-hmm. um yeah and you're, it's a 250 on yours now right it's a 250 mm-hmm. you know, with, mm-hmm. with a uh, 15 kicker Mm-hmm. Um, but it does the job. Is that a pro um, kicker you got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's the fuel injected, uh, just turnkey thing, you know. How do you uh, like that compared to the uh, carbureted motor you had on the last boat? I mean, it's really nice because it's it's more quiet, and you don't have to like cold start it or oh, know, okay. sit sit there and turn the key a million times until it starts and all that all that stuff uh so it starts like a car yeah yeah it's just both motors you drop them you turn the key and and they go uh there was there was a funny thing i'm, I'm thinking about turning uh turning the key um but during tournament hours let's just say a, a one person in follows you around uh I can't seem to avoid this guy who loves me. Um, Todd, too, at times. But uh, <laughs> so we're getting followed around. And uh, it happened It happened a couple days ago to, prior to this tournament and stuff. And it was real freaking hilarious. But um, so speaking of turning the key, the Pro XS is very loud when you start well, on it. the start. Yeah. I do remember that from last yeah. fall there when you got your new boats, mm-hmm. it gives a growl. Yeah. It gives, it gives a growl because it's, mm-hmm. it's trying to like show a novelty and the tip of the cap to the other pro excesses, which were two strokes. If, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, correct Andy. Like the, yeah, it, that's yeah. kind of like the replacement from the Optimax pro XS, which was the two stroke yes. fast motor. Yes, yes, yes. So they make they make them sound like really, really uh, throaty. I think would mm-hmm. be the term, and and they certainly do when you first start them up. But then they just peter off in an extremely quiet like four stroke. Uh, it's a great engine, but um, this person's driving by us, and it, you know, relic. You, you kind of get like honed in, and you hear the water, uh, you know, hitting off your boat. You might hear the wind. And, things like that. Well, this guy was getting a little too close and I didn't like it. So, uh, I was like, we kept saying, we're going to give a little shot here. We're going to do a little shot. And, uh, 
what I did was start up the motor when they would get too close and sound travels uh, across the water a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's loud. You can hear people talk. You can hear, <laughs> hear engines start and things Especially like that. Especially when you're out on the water and everyone's like going, ding, 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 ding. It's a 20 horsepower. Yeah. Maxing out a 20 now, you know, everything's just like, yeah. I'm, the person was getting too close so what i did was i would just fire up that big motor and i mean they freaking the people on the boats would just turn and like as fast as they could like an m80 went off in their ear i mean it was the funniest i mean that's just stuff you do on the water to like just pass the time yeah you know okay all right buddy we get it you're here you saw us catch a couple you're gonna do this now you know if you're on your kicker all the time and you just want to have some fun uh, and and do some you know some harmless harmless things, fire up that big if you uh, if you have one and start seeing how quick uh, those heads turn. And by the end of the day, we were doing it to everybody. There was this older woman that was like walking out onto onto this walkway, and she was enjoying the view of the lake. And I was like, you know, we should give her a show. <laughs> um, you know, and we fired up the big motor for, her and she starts pointing and like uh, holding her hands together. Like she was quite, she loved it. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was fantastic, but, uh, <laughs> you know, if anybody's ever close, you just give them a little, a little shot, a little turn of that big motor. Uh, it, it gets them to go. They actually, like a couple of people disappeared after that. So we can only speculate that it scared them. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh so those was, noises was, i can't i don't know let's get out of here what was that let's get out of here. Rod out here but it was uh that it was fun 354 barrel on that <laughs> i'm scared let's go <laughs> Uh, but yeah that was it was uh it was a fun time and, and you had good uh, weather for the tournament nothing yeah, it was nice. Nice, was, as I thought. Yeah, yeah. It was no really big wind nice. or anything. That lake can get crazy in a big boat like yours or mine. Like when I used to fish it a good bit with a Lund, you know, when it gets real windy, yeah, blown it around. can be a struggle trying yeah. to get around. I mean, my Lund had a 9.9, you know. Well, I mean, just Storm overall, that up. lake is a killer. Oh, that lake is a killer. It kills a lot of people every year. It's a big, giant lake that gets high winds and you know, everyone's it's, running. What, what's happening? People go in underpowered because they're trying to get speed. So they're in little, little John boats with twenties and stuff that they get capsized. I mean, I have an uncle that lost his first wife up there fishing, you know? Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Uncle Bill, uncle Bill just passed away, but his first wife, you know, they were fishing walleye. This happened years ago, but uh, you know, they were in a little boat and they were trying to get in. They got capsized and she was cold. She had a blanket wrapped around her. She drowned. Oh, and that, that's the kind of actions you hear about because people are in little boats. Mm-hmm. We'll put it this way. I've been on that lake. I've, I've flown. I, I've gone. Not, not flown, but I've used the big motor a couple times on that lake. That's a situation where, you know, before you had a phone, you could watch the weather. You know, you're going. You look before. You watch the news before you leave in the morning. It's like, oh, it's going to be a great day. We're good. Then you get, you know, eight miles from the boat launch. And you're in four foot waves, and the nine nine can't even sort of keep you in. It's like, okay, we're going back right now. Mm-hmm. Thunder and lightning, and yeah, I've, done, I've done it numerous times on that lake. 
Yeah, and, and I got to be honest, I, I did too. Uh, mm-hmm. When when safety's involved, you can throw yes. the law out the uh, oh yeah, you, you know, out the window. Um, and and I think that uh, if if anybody was coming to rescue me in a twenty horsepower, the first thing I would do is punch them in the face if they had a big, uh, you know, a big motor right next to it. And I mm-hmm. was like really, in, you know, capsized like hey, help. Yeah. Yeah, like we'll be there in one hour. Yeah, <laughs> I know where you're at. Yeah, I'm fighting like, the wind. You, it's gonna yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You have you, you're drifting you the same minutes. speed that they're going, so <laughs> yeah. they never actually make up ground. You never can catch them. You're like, we're gonna get yeah. there. I swear. I'm like, oh my god. But I, I talk to the fisheries up there. You know, especially when I I started the charters there is when I talk to them, and I you know because I get a permit from the DCNR to do it, and. uh you know, I said, you know, I'm going to be out here. I'm going to, you know, w- w- when safety comes into issue, when I'm out with clients and stuff and a thunderstorm pops up or something and it's bad, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to go full speed, but I'm going to get back to the launch. And the, you know, they, the guys that I talked to where I get the permit from and said, that's what I would do. Absolutely. You know, go ahead, get back. And, uh, you know, we're not going to, I was like, what would be the fine if you got caught? And they're like, well, it's like a hundred dollars, but. Something like yeah. that. We're 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 not going to do that, you know. I, well, yeah. I, you and I have been up on. I mean, they 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 understand, you know. Yeah, yeah. We've been up. I've been up on Chautauqua. Where there, but there was one time we we all were back at the. I think you were there, Vance. We were back to State Park. <laughs> they were getting calls that a boat was capsized, and the sheriffs were at the State Park under the same. They were under the canopy, staying dry because it was pouring down rain, thunder, and lightning everywhere. And they're like, "Yeah, you're there on their own right now. I'm not, you know." Yeah, they, going they, out in a lightning storm when the lightning that lets up will go out and get them, but they shouldn't have been out there. Yeah. I mean, you can't be out there in that situation. They waited till it let up and then they went and looking for the boat that flipped or sailboat yeah. or something, you know. You know, I know we've hit on this before, but I mean, I, I have to even question the horsepower restriction. I, I just mm-hmm. well, I guess I it's, don't it's fully str- understand it when we have a lake, you know, very local to, to where I'm at that works very well with a no wake policy. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it should be too. I mean, yeah. there is, there yeah. is no way that that dump should have unlimited horsepower. That's, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. And I could only yeah. imagine what it's going to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people are going to be out there? Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's, I mean, just openly thinking about it. I mean, there are things, you know, if you put a no wake zone on, or no wake or no horse, or put a speed limit, that's going to screw all the guys who have their boat. They're going to like a little bass tournament. They're 14 foot boat with a 20 stickers that's actually a 30, and they can buzz around 25 miles an hour. It's going to, you know, what do you do with those guys? Uh, anytime you, the big, you know, if you just open it up, you're opening the water skiing, jet skis, and they're state parks. They're trying to keep them. That's what I. I mean, that's well, what I figured. You know. I was going to say, do state parks mm-hmm. are they the reason that there's a a restriction? Is is that is that it? But then I looked at like some of the other ones, and let's say two out of the three natural lakes in Pennsylvania have un have unrestricted you know yeah and people if it's unrestricted then you can take anything you know like yeah people ask so me all the time what's the be... horsepower limit on chautauqua i was like there is none 
you know, there are cigarette boats that can run that lake doing 90. They don't come out often, but when they do, you can hear them throughout the whole lake. That that's the thing about a state park. Now, Pomatuni is different. Two states. There's a state. There's state parks on the lake. It's also a reservoir. It's also yes, a reservoir. There's privately owned property there too, but you know this. So it's not a complete state park. Let's just say why why would you think that the one lake that is comparable in size? Okay, three natural lakes in Pennsylvania. Um, two have no restrictions. One does. Uh, they are comparable in size. Why would you say that one has that horsepower restriction as compared to the other ones? Because the demographic around it is relatively the same. Houses, um, eateries, uh, thing, things like that. So why do you think the one has a restriction as the others don't? You're talking about comparing pine tuning to like Chautauqua? No, the, out of the three natural lakes in, in PA, the, the oh, one oh, yeah. has a horsepower restriction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, jeez. But then the other ones that are comparable in size uh, do not. Mm. I mean, why would you restrict one and have the other? Well, comparable, What's I mean, you're going all the way down to the Lake Andrew referring to, to what, 90 acres, Andy? It's like 70. Okay. Yeah, I mean now the lake the, the the lake that you live by Edinburgh is ridiculous. They yes. have an open horsepower. You can't I was up there last year and I was like, "Oh, let's run the big motor." I mean, I like going there early season cuz I usually usually fish a lot of places and I would like to get to and the, I mean, you, you once you get going 45 miles an hour, you're turning the whole entire time. You can't really go anywhere. I know. I mean, and that's where and that's where you're into the yeah, our boats. Yeah, when... you're into the stumps. I mean, it's like a hard turn to get around there. You're circling oh. that lake like crazy. But yeah. I have no idea why that lake would have it. You'd think that. I would think that would be a horsepower lake. So, so there's there's three. There's Connie. Yeah, Connie. Andy, name the acreage. Thousand. Eight hundred. Rounding up. Rounding up is a thousand. Yeah, thousand. Yeah. And Edinburgh. Two hundred fifty. Uh, maybe a hundred and fifty of it. That is actually like motorable, like what's that? Two two fifty and one fifty is motorable. I'm gonna say because you there's like the fingers at the north and then the channel and yeah, yeah, I would say that. And then and then you have Cannondota. How many acres? Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty, and that one has the restriction. It's a ten ten horse restriction. It used to be a six horse, yeah. Because that was a very popular motor, and I know I said that owning a six horse, but mm-hmm. yes, that's why where you lived, it wasn't popular anywhere except around there. Because <laughs> okay, tape, there's tape never around. Six what, what, what's your logical reasoning behind that? What do you see behind it? I, to be honest, I mean i I don't know because it's been a while since I've actually thought about this, but mm-hmm. you know so. You know, you're looking at these natural lakes, and then you can just throw in LaBeouf. That that's an unlimited horse, no wake. That's, that's the one I'm talking that's about. That's the one I was. That, that's one I was thinking of with no wake, unlimited horsepower, no wake. Right. So, but it's I, I just hundred. What did you say? It wasn't even hundred, is it? It was like seventy acres. Yeah, seventy acres. That's as big as the field beside my house. That's not that big. No, it's it's yeah. not that big, but it's. <laughs> I mean, there's spots that are like thirty five feet deep. It 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 has some volume to it for its size. Uh, I mean, you yeah. start looking at this stuff, and I can, 
I can see how the state, because those natural lakes, none of them are really state parks. But when you get into a reservoir, mm-hmm. like there's another yeah. reservoir yeah. we can fish that's electric only, and it's comparable to size. It's, you know, a couple hundred acres. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you throw an electric on that, it starts to make it really tough. Mm-hmm. You, you throw a 10 horse or a 20 horse limit. I think a lot of state parks went up to the 20 horse limit. 20. All the state parks did the DCNR or the uh, Army Corps of Engineers Lake stayed at 10. Mm-hmm. In the, which would be your. Uh, like Woodcock and. Woodcock and uh, Keystone Power Dam. And, yeah. Yeah. And, Run by the Army Corps. You know, so I, I start to sit here and struggle about like what what is the rationale behind other than. um just trying to keep it pleasant for everyone that wants to enjoy the water for the, what the water is being that it's state park and the reservoir, I can kind of get it, but man, pomatuning is a different beast. It's bigger than Chautauqua acreage wise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a big thing of water. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, and some, I can say like, yeah, I guess that's reasonable. I remember sugar Lake was a six horse. Now it's a 10 horse, but it's not that Mm -hmm. big. You, you can navigate around it. And man, I, I mean, I just, I, I'm stumbling with the rationale because when, when pomatuning kicks up and it's putting out four to six footers, that, yeah. that amount of erosion that can happen from that, uh, mm-hmm. that force, you know, could, you know, could easily be done by a bunch of 14 or 16 foot boats with nine nines on them that can't quite mm-hmm. plane out that puts off a two and a half foot rolling wake. Whereas you have yeah. it where it's unlimited, you know, I think the case could be made that like, Hey, how about this? Let's keep this, you know, you know, maybe not a speed limit, but because all that stuff's hard to enforce. But if you're like, yeah, how about this? Don't make a big giant wake. Now yeah. it really yeah. kills a lot of things because some of those guys mm-hmm. like Todd was saying, yeah, they could pop their little 14 footer up on plane and do 20 miles an hour with almost no wake. Yes. And you put a 20 mile hour horse, let's say you pick, I mean, okay, so that's the way you should talk with. After dark, when you take when you put your lights on, there's a 25 mile an hour speed limit. Am I right, Vance? I think it's 25. It's 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 20 or 20. I thought it was 30, but okay. Okay, but, this, but when I when I am driving around doing 25 in my boat, you talk about a wake. Mm-hmm. It's putting yeah, off you, a you gigantic wake. Mm-hmm. And but when I'm doing 45 or there's no, there's no wake at all. Yeah, but you hardly even really, know you're there other than a bubble trail. It looks yeah. like the ripple that I'm putting off when I'm trolling at five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So th- that's that. That's the thing. You put 20 mile hour speed limit on there, and these big boats. I mean, you, the the Lund really put out a wake when you were trying to do like, you know, go through the no wake zone or something. It was 10 mile an hour speed limit. You threw in 10 miles an hour, and that boat's sitting there, and there's some waves rolling off the back. You know. It just, it just, that's the problem with that. You're going to have giant wakes. Yeah. And like a speed limit, especially like if the speed limit was high, like if it, the speed limit was like five miles an hour, most yeah. are not going to put off a wake. But if you threw no. an, yeah. un, like what I would feel is an unreasonable thing at like, like the example we've been running with 20 miles an hour, every ski boat in the world will be there doing that wake surfing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because that, I mean, yeah. that seems yeah. to be like a recent thing in the last, I don't know, eight to 10 years I've noticed mm-hmm. is it's not water skiing or wakeboarding. It's get that big thing, fill these boats. Like they have like live wells for ballast. Now. Ballast. Well, yeah. So they can just, you know, essentially 
get like, I don't know, a hundred yards per gallon out of those motors. And, Mm -hmm. but they put off an enormous wake with a huge hole back where the prop is. And I mean, it looks fun. Am I ever going to do it? No, but Mm -hmm. I can see the appeal of it. But man, when you get a couple of those boats going around you and you hit that wake when it's crossing you just right, it it, it rocks you. It rocks you good. So. I mean, it, it, it absolutely, it absolutely does. So, I mean, I guess we mm-hmm. can conclude to say it's to keep the riffraff out and maybe they <laughs> something to do, to do mm-hmm. with it. But, um, I still don't understand why the one lake Edinburgh, 150 drivable, fishable, uh, yeah. you know, water just left open in the, yeah. in the one, the one down the street from it is, comparable in size and mm-hmm. it's restricted to a nine nine yeah it's i don't know i don't know where it is in the bylaws or who makes those rules and he's talking he talking about the uh the wake boats i don't think i've said this on the podcast but i go and pick a guy up last year yeah last year and uh you know we go out fishing and uh we're getting them right near where we launch in bemis bay and i start going around bemis bay Trolling a little bit to start today. And then, uh, so with his boat, Vance knows him. There's like two boats that do that. It's like suck one. my wake, the green one yeah. and the red one. And we're out yeah. there. And we're, we're, so we troll a little bit. Then we start casting. The green one comes cruising by us, you know. And you're just talking to guys and they're this and that. And I was like, oh, geez. And they're like, what, what, what's that? I was like, just hold on. Here we go. I was like, you know, these boats are the biggest pain in the ass. I can't stand them. I don't get it. You know, look at this wake. This guy went right past us, you know. So, and the guy goes past and nothing happens. And then a little bit later, he's like, yeah, I can see your, I can see what you're saying when you're trying to fish here. That, that really sucks. He keeps coming by. He's like, you know, that's my neighbor. I'm, I have the one right next door, the red one, you know. And I was like, oh great so you you know so you just sat just, here and bad the one boat and the guy's like i got the other oh, yeah. one. <laughs> he's like yeah that's that's me that's my neighbor you know so the next time they came by they waved and i you know they were like get out of here you know they were jagging with him but i mean he he actually got the point and he understood what i was coming from but it was like oh great you know i just was saying how these boats should be sunk and i'm gonna hit them with my i'm gonna get drill holes in them at night and <laughs> <laughs> Especially that red one that's you. parked over there. And it was there. him. Yeah. And he's like, I tot he's like, I totally get your point. That really sucks. Because the one guy had like MS that I had, and we were trying to get him a fish casting so he could cast and everything, but he was like leaning on stuff and he had to sit down in this boat and just and he just go back and forth. They're only going like eight miles an hour. <laughs> but the wake and he's like, I totally get it, man. He said, I'm gonna try to watch for you out here. If I see you fishing the area, I'm gonna not go there, you know. But he owned one of you. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's that, that's yeah. that's a touchy thing because now you're they they have as much right to the water as us. Yep. And you know when you start limiting that stuff, yeah, obviously I'd like to take like Conneaut Lake and be like, yeah, it's the whole thing's no wake. That would be mm-hmm. fantastic in my eyes. Oh, but, yeah, you could actually fish it in the summer. <laughs> you could, but I mean, that's just completely selfish thinking. And I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, 
that might be good for me now. Yeah. But it's, oh, yeah. You, you yeah. can't. And I mean, but it does, for me, it, it limits, even if I were to consider to go there, I'd be like, oh, it's going to be a mess. I'm not even going to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe, I mean, I've never gone to your lake, Edinburgh, where you live. You mm-hmm. almost lived on the lake before you moved. I've, I've never, I've fished there a lot years ago and then I, I took a 20 year hiatus or something and then I, I went back last year, but I, you know, I never, I never used to go there. We went early season. We went late season. I've never seen it in the summer. Like, like there are actually people out there like skiing and stuff. It's, it just amazes me because if, if you had 10 boats doing it and someone would find them doing their lap. It would be endless. Oh, like, it's it's constant. Steer yeah. here, steer here. Go, you gotta, you, you go hit the, you know, get around this. And you got kayakers out there. Uh, it is I, a I've complete hodgepodge like of everything. Be, you you it would get be the giant whirlpool. If everyone and you're supposed to go clockwise on that lake, right? That's what like it's. I don't. I've never seen it written, but that just seems to be the way everyone goes. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go clockwise. I've had. I knew guys that fished it before the troll. They were trolling the one section. They went down, turned around, and they said, "You have to continue." He's like, "You mean I got to make a loop all the way around the lake? I'm fishing. I want to fish this stretch, <laughs> trolling." I I and do whatever I want to do. Yeah, out yeah. there, but you know, like it, it's like any time. It, it has its seasonal peaks. You you hit it on a mm-hmm. weekend that's a holiday weekend or anything like that, or like right before dinner, and it seems like. After, like right around dinner time, it calms down and you get a slight little flurry after dinner. But it has so jam on 150 acres, you know, people fishing out of tin boats and canoes, kayakers, mm-hmm. those paddle board stand up things. Mm-hmm. You got people pulling tubes, pulling skiers, and jet skiers trying to hit wake. And in the middle, you got just drifting pontoon barges with people jumping off the upper decker. And it's just like, a complete I, I, I circus. Would think- yeah, if everyone was going clockwise, I could think you could create like a whirlpool in that lake, honestly. Yeah, you drop the center three or four feet <laughs> yeah, and the outside yeah. is spilling onto the yeah. streets I, and I, I, kids are I, playing I in it. it. I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it, yeah. They're standing on the bottom out in the center. Yeah. <laughs> 50 feet deep. They, they the changed the contour there. map so Humminbird <laughs> has to update their thing so it looks like a funnel. Yeah, there's traffic. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I mean, incredible to think that they're doing that out there <laughs> i mean I, I i thing is is it's like these are just common complaints that i think everyone has because yeah. you know as as like a flip view back when i was in college um one of the one of the custodians was a guy that i i kind of knew from high school and i was in one of the computer labs and he was in there i don't know doing whatever he's doing and we started talking and this and that and he had a uh a ski boat at another lake and you know, I just started talking to him about boats and he was talking about all this and that. And he finally's like, well, what kind of boat you got? I'm like, ah, oh, it's just a little fishing boat. And he's like, you're one of them fisher guys, huh? Uh, he didn't say yeah. guys. He said another F yeah. word. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, he goes, you guys think you own the lake, don't you? I'm like, I've never been to the lake you're on. I mean, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that this is now turning <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like from the other view, he's like, you know, we're just out there trying to have fun and you know, whatever mm-hmm. this and that. And I'm like, Cool, dude. I mean, I I get your view, but I also I'm on the other side here, and you know I just don't want to put a tank of gas through my thing just to say mm-hmm. I drove around for an hour and a half. 
Exactly. You know, we had there's there's people buy boats that cost a couple hundred thousand dollars that don't fish. I, you know, I can't relate to that in my head. Like it's a boat to ride around in. I don't go on boat rides. I'm on the water to fish, but I'm coming completely as a fisherman. So to me, every lake is a fishing lake. There's fish in there. You should be fishing for them. What else do you do on a body of water? My thinking. Other people have boats that never fished in their life. You know, we take people all the time that have lived on Chautauqua for 30 years. You take them out and catch a 38 inch mustard. You're like, I just can't even believe this thing lives in here. I was like, it's only been in here a couple of years. You ought to see some. Wait till we catch one of the ones that's been in here for 20 years. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that, that they don't even know. Sitting on a world-class fishery, they just ski and tube. And I've taken lots of people, older people, like we used to come up here and like water ski when I was a kid. Somebody had a cabin. We would rent. We'd do a vacation here. They're like, I never even thought about fishing this lake. And it, that's just, I, I can't relate. I know? mean, another thing but I can't relate. <laughs> another thing on that same topic is, you know, I used to ride a lot of dirt bikes and four-wheelers and stuff in my, you know, teens mm-hmm. and early 20s. And, I mean, we had some, like, crazy trails through the woods. I mean, what could, you know, add up to be 10 miles and you know, every stone, every route, every, this, the approach, and you just get this all in your head. And after like doing it, I don't know, a couple times in the spring after a long winter, you're like, man, this is boring. And I'm like, well, hold on, wait, there's jumps in the woods. There's ravines, there's creeks. How is this boring? Fast forward to a boat. How can you pleasure ride a boat around that? It's essentially flat the whole time and nothing really changes. I just yeah. got done being bored with like an extreme woods racetrack that, that you, you know, you're driving yeah, around jumping and flying and, and, and there's yeah. deer and all this other stuff that could be out there. And now you just like, all right, let's just make this to where it's literally this level the whole time. And I just, I can't get the pleasure boat thing. I can understand. No, I can't. I'm like, Hey, you know what? We're done fishing. Let's maybe instead of take the short way, let's just kind of take the extra two minute one on the opposite side of the lake just to see. But these people that hot lap or yeah, yeah. something mm-hmm. that that like, well, it's after dinner. Let's go take our lap, and then they do that and they wake up. Let's go see what's new in the neighborhood. <laughs> they go take their lap. I'm like, Man, is that that's the boat's existence is just to see the same yeah. thing? I I, I don't one know. Of I mean, my I almost, one of yeah, one of my neighbors at camp, they got a new boat. I was not, I was done with my charger in the evening. My wife and daughter were like, hey, do you want to go for a boat ride? I was like, not really, but I'll go. I wanted to get on the boat. And, you know, that's what we did. We got on. We, we, you know, we left the park. We drove all the way down like the Smith Boys. So we went down through the No Wake Zone, all the way down the other end of the lake, probably 10 miles from where we're at. We drove down there and he cut the motor and we were like just sitting there drifting a little bit, like drank a pop. And then we drove back, and I was like, "That was that, that was an absolute waste of gas." Well, yeah, because we drive down there for you could do anything. You <laughs> could have literally just left it tied to a dock. <laughs> we could have just went down and done that. It was like that was yeah. I, so I, that's the only boat ride I've ever gone on Chautauqua Lake. We ended up going down into the river. So I will say that was interesting. I've never really gone up the river, but we went down and went up in the river where it turns into a river where it froze out and came back out. But other than that, I was like, I just don't get it, man. That's <laughs> drive down there and do. Like, I just don't get in my car and say, uh, I wonder what's going on around the block. Well, I'm going to go for a drive. Like, I, I'll do that. Like, turkey season, I might go out and say, I'm going to go out and check the fields around here, see if there's any birds. But there's something that I'm doing. 
I just don't like, okay, I'm going to go for a ride and go make a loop around, you know, go down into Harlemsburg and make the loop and come back and say, like, oh, I did, I did my drive today. That's what I feel like you're doing in a boat when you're not fishing or I can see the enjoyment the kids get out of tubing and skiing and, you know, people love that stuff. But I know the only time I was ever on skis, I don't remember what lake it was, but I was on skis and they pulled me up and we made a couple circles around the lake. And I remember seeing, it was probably Conneaut Lake. I remember seeing like a pike or something, like something jumped when I was skiing. I saw it off to the left. You know, I like let go of the thing and they pulled me back in and they're like, why did you let go? I was like, well, I'm, I'm I mean, take me back to the dock. I'd rather just fish. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I mean, really. I, yeah, so I did it. I was up. It wasn't that interesting. The whole time I was up, I was thinking about fishing. I felt like I was being trolled, actually. Like on Waterworld, catching that like giant fish. Yeah. Sea World, where the. Speaking about, yeah. about motors that are uh, obviously people bend the rules with that 20 horsepower stuff mm-hmm. uh, on these 99 and 20 horsepower lakes. It's a sneaky motor that's really fast, and it was. Always this 18 Tahatsu. I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen one of those. Oh, yeah. We had the eight, some of those, yeah. Yeah, the 18 Tahatsu. Some people used them as a kicker or whatever, and they weren't 18s. They were like more like 25s or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. They were super, super fast, uh, those little Tahatsus. It was like the only 18 horsepower motor I've, I've ever seen. But Dang, it, yeah. It, it makes sense because you know, nine, nine, you essentially double it or at 18, but, um, they usually go to 20, but the nine, the 18 to hot always yep. is always a head turner on those little lakes. When we were doing early on with muddy Creek, when I was doing more stuff in Pennsylvania and some of these lakes around here, I was, uh, we had an 18 Tahatsu on the pontoon boat that we were doing the striper trips off of. And we were, had an mm-hmm. 18 on the, on that little hop light. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it, it, that, that 18 Tahatsu on that little, whatever it was, 14 foot hop light, it could get squirrely on you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. fast. I only yeah. took it up to Pimatuni mm-hmm. once and it got a little rough and I was like, Whoa, I mean, it was, I felt a little, yeah. dangerous yeah <laughs> they are sneaky fast for the restricted horsepower the old, the old story. yeah the old story was always like they're building like the mountains of or they're assembled where they're judging the horsepower andy is going to be able to help me here i know like in the mountains in utah or something where the elevation oh so oh, that, really? so, so what they were doing was like a, adjusting for uh, mm-hmm. the lower air density, and then when you bring it back down, it's a, yes, it's a higher density of oxygen, and it makes that it was room. a story. I, that's what a story I was heard. It's an eighteen if you're up in, you know, nine thousand foot feet. elevation in Utah, mm-hmm. but you bring it down to twelve thousand or twelve hundred feet where we're at, it's a twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't. I was heard, but. I don't know if that's true. I mean, t- at some point, and I don't have the date in front of me, but there was like a certification that if you're going to put a number of like a horsepower number on a cowling, it has to be within 10% of that number. So 
there, you know, so it's not going both ways. So it can't be, well, I bought this four horse and it's really a 50 horse. And it mm-hmm. also can't be, you can't buy a, a 50 horse and they just threw a different sticker on their 35 horse. Yeah. And you know, cause I, I don't, I don't know if any of that sneaky, you know, backdoor stuff was going on where they were robbing you of, of horsepower. But mm-hmm. with any more, it seems that manufacturers, from what all the word on the street is, oh, that 150 is really a one, you know, 164. You know, we mm-hmm. put them on a dyno to do this. And it would make sense from a motor standpoint is that if you had a manufacturer that would be like, we make a 150 horse motor, these are the specs for a 150, this thing put out 150 horse. While your competition mm-hmm. is like, well, we have a 10% leeway. Let's build this mm-hmm. thing at 160 plus. And now... Mm-hmm. When they say, well, look at the numbers, uh, the fat AZ motor goes, whatever, 40 miles an hour, our 150 horsepower brand B, we yeah. we do uh, 43 miles an hour. Our motor's yeah. better. And, you know, but they have to stay within those, those kind of constraints there. Mm-hmm. I'm almost wondering, you know, because there was a, like a motor class that's kind of now not available anymore was like that 130 135 motor and if that yeah, was kind of at one point yeah and i mean i have a 130 but there was a lot of like mm-hmm. 135s that i've seen i almost wonder if and i have no idea that mm-hmm. if they're like well with 10 percent more you know that's another 13 and a half horsepower you're just pushing right to 150 so why don't, why don't we just get rid of that class altogether so you have like a 90 yeah. a 115 and a 150 yeah. Kind of clarify yeah. some stuff up, but, um, which is what they've done, right? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I mean, there might for be, the part, yeah. they might have a couple motors still. I know Suzuki has a 140, and that's a very popular motor in the Suzuki lineup because it's significantly lighter than a 150. So it can actually okay. tip yeah. the power to weight ratio a little bit better mm-hmm. in some cases. Yeah. Um, so it's probably the same as the 90. It's probably like the 90, and they might be make a 125. And, because I mean you, I mean you know that they're all the same. You know, the, they, they uh, share a lot of blocks and in, in componentry, yeah. and it's just a fuel delivery that changes yeah. them. The nine nine, the nine nine fifteen, the twenty, they weigh exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Which was what everybody used to do around here. I mean, you remember that, Andy? The uh, I got a, I got the nine nine, but I just changed the carburetors, and now it's a six fifteen. That's all the difference was, you know. Yeah, and I, I noticed the whole difference of point three <laughs> miles per hour on my yeah, GPS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, Unless it, you're putting it on a twelve foot. Yeah, which could make the difference of of getting it a few from, miles an hour. Yeah, from not planing <laughs> yeah. to planing, but then you get mm-hmm. all cocky and you throw an extra tackle box in, and you're right back to square one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but our little boat, we 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 our little boat, we used to play with with you know we would put distribute weight differently we ended up putting a gas tank up front you know and that would work good when you're by yourself gas tank but then when someone else would get in a boat i'd move the gas tank back a little uh you know it was a 10 horsepower lake what are you gonna do <laughs> you gotta get what you can right yeah and I, I i look sometimes on a couple forums uh there's the one forum that i like to look on it every i used to be on it a lot but now i'm not so much i mean every couple weeks i'll click on it they have a prop forum and I will click on like, oh, there's a lot of them that I don't even get care about. But when I see someone's like, I got a brand, whatever, nine, nine, 
help me with prop. And I'm like, well, this is going to be a train wreck. Let's go. And, <laughs> and, and, prop, on a, prop on a 9-9. I never even heard of that. Yeah, and they're like, you know, and then you start seeing this advice that people are giving, and it's advice for planing, you know, hulls that can actually be planed by the motors. Yeah, yeah. Because there's yeah. guidelines for that stuff. And, and this guy's like, you know, I can only get 3,200 RPM, and I have a 9-pitch. And they're like, well, drop it down to a 7 and see what happens. It's still going to not do what you want it to yeah. do. I'm sorry. And <laughs> yeah. I sometimes get on there, and I'm like the guy that's like no one likes. I'm like, listen, it's just going to do 7.9 <laughs> miles an hour. It's a 9.9. Mm. Nine, nine. And people are like, no, mm. if he puts the prop on, he, I've done it. It don't work. Yeah. If no. you want to go faster, buy a bigger motor. This isn't yeah. dirt bikes or and put cars. Put it on a canoe. <laughs> yes. Put it on a canoe and hold on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is what it is. I mean, I I did. I went from a nine pitch on my old six eighty one to one of those high thrust four blade five pitches just to see if it would. Because going in anywhere with a kicker like tight quarters like to put it on the trailer or to dock it mm-hmm. it's just there's there's a huge lag and it's very uncontrollable when it turn in terms of steering and throttle and i'm yeah. like maybe this this lower pitch with this this better thing i needed to prop anyway so i got it and the only thing i noticed difference was it took like wide open to get me to trolling speed versus half throttle and it and it's yeah. just 10 yeah. horse is 10 horse it's only going mm-hmm. to push you so fast it's just at what rpm is it going to do it at Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that would be the biggest bigger thing for what what I would be thinking of, you know. And I know it does make a difference what prop you're putting on for doing like trolling speed. I want to get up to, I just want to keep it at four. And I do remember that RPMs could be much higher with some props to go for. Mm-hmm. So you're just burning more gas. So you might as well drop the pitch down. And yeah, I mean, and sometimes <laughs> you know? so it, yeah. it gets even harder than that because mm-hmm. because there's like the the ten horse is just a unit of measurement. And the yeah. amount of fuel to get to whether, you know, you run a mile or walk a mile, you're going to burn probably about the same calories about mm-hmm. not exact. So it's going to be like a fuel thing, but it's really, do you want to listen to that thing spun wide open? And, so it and, really wouldn't burn more fuel, really. It, it, it depends. If it's I'm, running at higher RPM. It, well, it, it's going to depend because there's going to be an amount of unburnt fuel coming into that motor. And I mean, leaving that motor, it's when you can get the least amount of unburnt fuel. So if you can, if you can hold it like at whatever, let's just say 20% throttle and have 3000 RPM, um, that's going to be more efficient than if you're at 80% throttle at 3000 RPM, because there's still Mm -hmm. gas that you're just throwing back to the fishes. Yeah. yeah, So it it gets a little more complicated, but I mean, on the book, it makes exact sense, like what you said, Todd. It's going to take yeah, more gas, yeah. but it it kind of washes out in the end. But oh, what I yeah. was looking for was like prop grip. I wanted that boat mm-hmm. to steer like when you put the big motor in gear. Down. Yeah, and that's why I'm like anymore. I'm like my kicker's just an emergency only. I'll run it mm-hmm. to make sure it runs, but I'm just going to run that thing when I do go the whole time because when I turn left, I want to go left. I don't want to yeah. be like, I'm like, I turn think I'm starting wait. to turn. Okay, now we're starting to turn now. Yeah, yeah we're turning out. Yeah. But, and you notice that, I noticed that, like, the, when you go trolling on a little lake, like like we were just talking about Andy's Lake there, where he lives, 150 uh, acres, you know, you're turning the whole time. 
Yeah, your your you know, uh, outside rods are faster motor. than the inside the whole time. The whole the whole time you're going when you're trying to go five. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just and uh, you know, trying to you know, you you can keep your speed and you can do whatever and you can make the loops and uh, but you know, steering with that little one, it it gets a little older, <laughs> old as the day goes on. You're steering it. You know, lots of times we're on Chautauqua. It's like we're going to fish this area and. Uh, you know, we might be fishing an area, but it's a, you know, it's a mile and a half stretch that we're fishing. It's way different than, you know, we're going down and turning and coming back. It's not like. Yeah, one one lap is a mile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't never, I never notice it on the bigger lakes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's something going slow, you know, horsepower restrictions. I don't know. It, I don't know. It, it's frustrating to me, and I've, I've been driving by, you know, we got a ton of rain the other day, and I know other parts of the country has too with what I've seen in the news. Yeah, It sure. went from, like, really nice river conditions to, like, almost flood stage, and it still is dotted with bright orange and blue and green kayaks going all up and down, and it's just, like, ruining my day. Everybody's off. Yeah. Everybody's out there doing it. And cause I was getting, I'm getting pumped, you know, listening to like Jared and them talk and how they're stalking and just mm-hmm. watching like what Palma tuning has, has been doing. I know we've talked about it at length because that's like what's happening right now here, but going from almost like no fish being caught to, Hey, this thing's kicking them out regularly. Um, I can only imagine what it's doing on these smaller bodies that I was able to locate fish fairly reliably prior to better stocking to, to, yeah, to, yeah. Know, in the before days and uh i just don't want to get on there and, and be like just hamstringed by by a whole bunch of you know pe- the people that have absolute rights to be there but it's just it's a constant barrage of these just coming through yeah. and you just can't get set up to do what you want to do forget trolling yeah. like i would do that's that's mm-hmm. out of out of the you know that's gone but I don't know. It's, I mean, you, you brought up something really neat there to think about. So, you know, you take with, you know, getting back to the, we'll maybe wrap up with this, but the end of the fisheries, what's happening here in PA that changed the stocking. Uh, it was not that long ago where like, so, Oh, you know, you take a lake like Pima tuning, uh, 15,000 acres, big lake for us around here. Not big if you live in Minnesota, but it's a big lake. Uh, we, you know, it wasn't that long ago we were we were having tournaments. When I say that, I'm talking 15, 20 years ago. We were having the tournaments there, and at one point, like Pennsylvania has about half the lake, Ohio has half the lake. Ohio took it off, or pretty much off their stocking list. So Ohio wasn't, and Pennsylvania was putting their regular amount in. So, and they own whatever six thousand acres, so they were putting some fish in, but. We, we were doing, and then, you know, there was times that it didn't get stocked very well. We, I, I was in tournaments up there where, you know, the whole group of people went out 75 boats. And I can remember one in particular where there were like, we had a few years where there would be three or four fish turned in and it would be like a 52, a, a 48 and a 46 and no one caught a dink or any not even a dink no one caught like a 38 you know Mm -hmm. 
that's what that tournament was doing just that many years ago, 15, 20 years ago. That that's the situation in the lake. Uh, now, you know, things have changed to the point where, especially this time of year, when you're doing that shallow water stuff, you're always going to catch more of the smaller fish. But, you know, I know guys that are fishing, they're catching eight fish and there's, you know, there's one that's over 30. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's, mm-hmm. the way, that's the way it changed. And now, now there's been some big ones. I know Vance has caught some big ones. There's some big ones still in there. It's probably the same amount of big fish. It's just that these up and coming fish, uh, I mean, it has to be the stocking. What else changed? Because we rely on stocking in that lake. You know, they say there's no natural reproduction. You know, it's a reservoir. Yeah. The, well, not a reservoir. It's a man made lake, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've always known it as Pomatuning Reservoir. So, reservoir. Um, yeah. So it is a reservoir. You know, the crazy it's thing 40 is. 40 years old. There's a lot of sediment in there. They're not going to get much. There's, It's a muck bottom. They're not going to get much natural reproduction on muskies. <laughs> yeah. Not not to get like too crazy off topic on this, but picture if you drain six feet of water out of Pomatuning, it goes from 15,000 mm. acres probably down to four. Because it's some so it's, much shallow. Oh, there's yeah. just so shallow. Yeah, yeah. But, anyways, yep. it's uh, it's good stuff. We got one more show before opener, and uh, it was the night before opener. We've done that show yeah. a couple times. I mean, we're we're coming up on like a mm, six shows, maybe away, five shows away from completing our fifth year. Is it the fifth? I couldn't remember if it was fifth or sixth. It's, I, we're completing our fifth year, and we'll be the starting our sixth. Okay. We started in the 14th, I thought. 15. Oh, no. July 4th of 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember it was like right at the end of June, early July. All right. Here's something that's, yeah, whatever. Fifth year, here comes the season. Here's a really important question. I want, every, I want each of you to answer it. All right. Text mix. Have you had it before? Yes. Okay. There's a couple things in this Chex mix. Obviously, that's why it's called mix. Everybody pretty much knows what that is. Uh-huh. If you could have one piece of the Chex mix for the rest of your life, what would it be? The mini breadstick, the square pretzel, the corn checked, the wheat checks, the pretzel circle, or the rye chip? Which one is it going to be? Andy, go first. Breadstick. Um, Wheat. Rye chip for me. That rye chip is disgusting. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I thought you were going to say, don't they? Some some people put peanuts in that. I think that, like, the Chex Mix brand doesn't have a peanut, but a lot of people Mm. in their trail mix puts a peanut. I can't believe you think that the rye chip is disgusting. It is like if you gave me a, a bowl of it, it's the only thing left. <laughs> You'll start. <laughs> I, I, You're just I, not going to eat it, yeah. Yeah, um, I would. I would. I would eat the styrofoam bowl before I eat the rye chip. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I think that says a lot about your character, and that's where. Styrofoam <laughs> 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 eating. <laughs> He will eat styrofoam over the right chip. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why people like it so much. I saw like a meme recently about that, and I, it's just kind of this crazy thing. 
but send us in some messages if anybody listens to this what what their checks mix would be checks mix i haven't had checks mix in oh my god i can't even get either yeah i haven't had it either it's just something that i don't grab Uh i just remember the rye chip being the most flavorful thing andy it's definitely not the bread chip for me i know that's not the one or the, the breadstick i would not pick that yeah i'm more i'm a more betrayal mix guy give me those peanuts and raisins and yeah it's good just stuff. every once in a while well i don't of like chocolate and... i don't i don't like tons of them just every once in a while you grab a handful a couple raisins a couple peanuts and there's one little flavorful m&m busts sweet and salty oh yeah that's good shit <laughs> Let me guess. This this was spurred from uh, boat snacks while fishing yeah. tournaments. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need to tie it back to musky fishing somehow. I mean, hard to beat. Yeah. Just a regular old cheese it. Cheese it's a lot of them. Cheese it's are pretty good, but I mean, like stuff that you have to inhale on boats. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough. They're messy. Pretty soon, we're not going to be eating much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. if anyone goes with Todd, he really likes bags of potato chips in his boat. Absolutely, <laughs> I do not like that. I've had people I've had people hear that too. I've had I've had guys got jump in a boat and it's like I brought a couple of bags of potato chips and, and I was like, Real well, yeah. And then they're like, I we listened to the podcast. <laughs> sandwiches. I had no idea the they were. Yeah, the lettuce gets me on those sandwiches. Mm. Gets well, and then it gets stepped on, and it gets ground into. Yeah. The, I don't have to worry about it now. I just hose it out, but still, still the crumbs and. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll lose some weight. Oh, I'll stop eating here. Come a week, nine days from now, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna lose some weight too if I shave this beard off. Yeah, hey, we're still not going to be able to. I have to. T- I have to take it off. I was trying to. I. I can't wear that. It's so, so hard to wear those. Uh, what are they? The the, the gator things. Yeah, oh the face with the, the, the beards. Thanks. Yes. They get, they, yeah. they prickle out. They make you itchy. I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. shave it because I'm gonna plan on wearing my gator more. I'm trying to keep the sun off. I do it all the time, but I'm gonna try to do it more. That, that's my mask. So. Mm-hmm. Be more like me, fish in the shade. Fish in the shade with the sombrero. Or not at all. Amish Andy. Or the sombrero. <laughs> or not at all. Or yeah. not at all. That's right. I'll be out harvesting Just... corn and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what does Gear Man say? Play, I, I was playing fish. What's he called? Playing fishing. Virtual fishing. Virtual fishing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a message from him tonight. He's He's been uh, living it up on his boat recently. Ooh. Nice. New Minnesota yeah. Viking style. What's that? Minnesota Viking style, like Winnetonka or Minnetonka. No, no, it was oh, okay. <laughs> not a Dante Culpepper <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, it uh it is probably the opposite of that. It was smallmouth fishing on Erie, but he's been sneaking up there and you know hanging fish, baby. I believe so. He's become elusive now that he has his own, you know, seaworthy boat. <laughs> but, you know the reason Andy doesn't fish is because we don't let him. We make him plant food plots. We make him. Plant well, uh, I mean, <laughs> and and work and paint, bait. Yeah, yeah. 
and constant that's, requests that's, for things that are necessary or they want, yeah. I should say. Yeah. It's a it's good been, time of year for me. My job is done. I mean, I do the pouring, I do all that. And, you know, I got them, we got them the blanks. I work all winter and now I go do the charters and sleep in and go to bed early and roast marshmallows. Yeah, I don't sleep in. I do go to bed early. There's, I'm not going to, and I know this is going to be a rough one here. I had a rough winter. I know when I, if it gets hot that first start of the week, I'll be in bed by not eight o'clock. <laughs> Hibernating even earlier. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm done I'm with gonna the trip. Camp. I'm going to eat like, dinner. And I'm, I'm going to sleep I'm in my truck off. in the parking lot. It saves I'll time. I'll Todd if he's for something real quick. And then I'm like, well, he's. He's in bed. <laughs> or, or, or he's dead. <laughs> and the alarm is going off. Yeah, the heat. No, I make, I make sure he's alive. But... Yeah, the heat's getting to me. I'm done. <laughs> I got the alarm will go off at six. I wonder if we're going to have, I wonder if it's going to be a rainy July or if it's going to be incredibly, like, un, or, or I mean June, if it's going to be like unbearably mm. hot. Yeah, it can go both ways. I, I was getting my stuff together and I, well, I mean, I was wearing long johns going turkey hunting there a week ago. And then it got to where I, you couldn't even wear anything. You were sweating. You should have went in shorts. Yeah. You know, but I threw this, I, you know, I was packing some stuff to get up there. And I was like, I got to take these long johns. I have a bunch of pairs of, uh, you know, well, I don't know what they call them, sleep, sleeper pants or pajamas. That I, yeah, like pajama <laughs> pants because <laughs> the, the couple of years back, it was so cold <laughs> in june and oh, it, was like, it, was like liter- it, it was like literally it was like literally 40 40s. in the morning yeah. you get up in the morning it's low 40s wind blowing and it mm-hmm. was like and and you know of course i i i made a special trip down to the walmart to get something to put under i just didn't have anything like that up there you can't wear two pair of pants and uh, they had I got the jammy jams that I could put on under my thing because they don't, in June they don't have long johns at Walmart. You know they're putting. They the, the, there were the pajama bottoms that you see college girls wearing that had their first class of the day that say "juicy" on them and toss oh, up no. their fishing yeah. muskies. I got one that says it's black and it says "pink." I love pink or something. Yeah. No, no kidding. No, I don't. Oh my gosh, that would have been hilarious. That was the only. Thing but I mean, I was like, I need, I need something to stick on under my because I'm going to put my rain gear over top. But I can't. You can't layer up with like a pair of sweats and then jeans or something. But yeah, you can't. It, put... That happens up there. Mm-hmm. I, you, it's happened in the last few years since oh, you've been up there, Vance. It was like it's just. I remember that freezing cold mid June. Water was... tents dropped down. It's like. Okay, we're back down to in the fifties of water temp this morning. You know, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Yeah, well. well, let's wrap this one up now <laughs> yeah. that now that I've been Tons in pink. Well, I don't jump to anybody that they're under there. I love account. pink. Yeah. <laughs> Hello Kitty pattern on it. <laughs> That's the reason you go to bed so early. You have that very, very sexy attire. You, you put it on. <laughs> he so likes how it feels on his skin. It's so comfortable. <laughs> oh, man. As soon as it gets hot, I'll be looking forward to Labor Day. I mean, 
Todd steps out of the camper wearing those really short cut girl shorts. <laughs> the same pink the, on the ass. The pair of flip flops so I can pee off my porch. That's what I do. <laughs> As he's facing the neighbor with young school children. I can't I can't wait for all the stuff. The it's a it's a blessing to to be able to, to get out there after everything that yeah, it's gone on recently, you know. Just hope I it want... goes smooth, you know. Let's just yeah. hope everything goes smooth in that area. Yes. I can't wait to see the pleasure boaters. I can't wait for the inkling weather. It won't be as annoying, you know. Mm-mm. Can't wait to see Todd dressed in the high heart <laughs> pink outfit. <laughs> oh, man. Victoria's Secret safe with him. <laughs> Oh, jeez. All right. We'll end with that. Big thanks, Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine, and Muskies Inc. And uh, with that, enjoy this warmer weather. Stay safe. Good luck.